Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Ascot 1000 Guineas Day. We're recording the 1-1, the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11.30 on Thursday, the 25th of February. Bunbury is in action later this afternoon. Terry, this will warm your heart. We've got a Mount Barker meeting tomorrow, just a little. Mm, see who's going around in the fourth. Who's that? The Italian job. Is that right? Christo Sardelli. What a combination. Are you uh, Snaggers? Oh, look, mate, we'll probably, yeah, we'll look to forgive, but I've got a price in mind that okay. I'm going to need to forgive with. But uh, pretty ordinary first up, but um, I'm expecting, uh, I haven't spoken to Dan yet, I'm expecting we'll be aggressive and look for the top uh, from the wide gate. His best should be winning it comfortably. But, um, yeah, <laughs> whether he can find his best is another story. That'll be a good start to the weekend, won't it? Get the, yeah, we'll get the uh, jobby. Could be a training double, uh, an ownership double on the weekend after some of my um, tougher uh, – we're getting it quite, are we? Well, we've got, uh, we're about to start race oh, one, yeah, certainly. Point, so uh, TK Layton might have uh, one of the great weekends. So, um, yes, Mount Barker tomorrow, Ascot on Saturday, Esperance Cup Day Oof. Sunday, Morals. and then the Labor Day long weekend – um, there's racing in the Avon Valley at York. And they often say is there's nothing like an undulating track on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be getting involved? Is York one of your Will guys? Will I be getting involved? Hey, is York one of your guys? <laughs> Jeez, does he even know? There's a fair shit on the yeah, come yeah, come on. 46 on. pluses. Oh, we'd love fit, it. Yeah, Absolutely that's good stuff. Love 46 pluses. Handicap you know, Do you know who needs to be taking his horses to these 46 pluses? And this is, I probably don't need to get too deep into this, but um, Desi Atwell, mm. horses like Long Knife, who have just been belted and belted because they've won, whatever, seven, eight, nine races, keeps losing right down to the points, but he still has to go in the see uh, the open races in Albany and Mount yeah. Barker. It's now time to take a horse, one of these 46 pluses, probably gets in on the minimum against horses carrying six more that have just won their maidens and stuff like that. So anyway, that's what I feel the trainers should be looking at. I just look at some of these horses going around thing and there are, this is the perfect meeting to get involved. So I haven't even seen the noms. I don't know if they're noms, by the way. I don't think they are. But. Okay. There you go. That's my little rant done. Thank you. York Monday. Mm. It's a extra long weekend of racing here mm. in Western Australia. Six days straight, seven days straight. And don't forget, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Housekeeping time. If you'd like to read my written preview, the leg up, out, uh, it was out at 7 a.m. this morning. You can jump onto Best Bets com.au and or the Oz Race website. While don't forget, two of the stars of WA Racing, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps, they will be teaming up for the Wild West video preview, which, which is available on the Betfair Hub. That is betfair.com.au. Also, the 1-1 one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And BJ, we have Tommy in, as we uh, as we have alluded to and obviously spoke to Tommy. But have we got a le- little leaderboard update? The lads, five weeks in. Are we five weeks in or four weeks in? This, I think this is week five. This is week five. So we've got three to go. So we've got uh, – we've had – as I said, the lads have been stiff. I do think the lads have been stiff. And I do know that the last month and a half, two months, it's been a tough time for the majority of West Australian punters on a Saturday, um, unless you've got your dartboard like Brady McManus. Um, but Latham finally got us on the board last week uh, with a little collect on Pixie Chicks, yep. which amazingly got a soft lead like that far below bench. Really interesting. Still won really, really well. Latham was probably stiff not to go back-to-back uh, back when Amasinas was chopped out in the straight as well. So that would have gone very close to winning. Um, but Latham has a slight lead, but uh, it's still anybody's to win. And uh, big three weeks to go, Tommy. Looking forward to what you got today. 
So yeah, not a if, lot. If, not a lot. Oh, that's good. If you confidence uh, early. Yeah. So if you're new to the new to the concept with a young gun uh, podcast series, attached to that is our Rising Stars punting series. Riley Dot Morgan, he was first cab off the rank, and we've got Tommy Johnston and Latham Anderson will be joining us in the next couple of weeks as well. Yes, uh, we've got next week's Bunbury standalone, and yep. the following week will be Latham for our final week. Final week, and yeah, so the boys are. Um, and, Ma- and Marty Allen's just texted me saying because he's uh, decided on Twitter that he wants to be part of the young gun. He looks like a young gun in all fairness. Yeah. Um, he's decided he wants to be part of the series. So Marty Allen's just decided to add his uh, his bets to the tweet. <laughs> so once the official one goes out, check out uh, check out what Marty's got for us. You reckon he was stiff with Miss Marietta last week? As <laughs> was, uh, as was he was a bit actually. actually. Yeah, he was. Um, so yeah, and if you if you're just listening to the preview edition, of course we forgot to introduce Tommy Johnston, our guest here on episode 65 of the one one. Now, it's Ascot 1000 Guineas Day this Saturday. Should we get cracking on the preview, gents? Let's do it. Let's. So, yeah, Ascot, Saturday, February 27, maximum of 33. It's been a warm week in Perth, hasn't it? It's been 30 plus all week. So, um, mostly sunny again. The winds are east to southeasterly, tending southwesterly during the day. There's been no rainfall at all, but there's been plenty of uh, water applied by Chris Nation and his team. Eight metre position. Any thoughts on how the track was going to play this week? Guru? Fair. I think eight metres has been pretty fair all season long. Um, yeah, I'm going to go in with not too many uh, preconceived ideas early in the day. Uh, it always suits those close to the speed. That'll be me. Tommy, any different thoughts? Um, no, not really. I think southeastly early obviously helps leaders. Not that it makes a difference these days. It seems <laughs> that leaders seem to kick away in first couple of races anyway. But yeah, definitely with their rail out eight. Behind the leaders, a little bit of cover certainly won't go astray and you can win from anywhere, I think. Maybe not right at the back, but that's hard enough to do in any race. So. Exactly right. All right, race one is the Glenroy Chaff Maiden. Usually we're pretty flat about these uh, Saturday Maidens, but we've got a spring in our step today, Tommy, because the mighty slug is going yes, around luck. for Terry Layton and some other friends of the podcast. What an offensive name, isn't it? The it's one, it's one of the great names, the slug. It's so nothing to do with the breeding or any. It's nothing to do with anything. Just one of the owners thought it was really funny and somehow it's made its way through. It was the name of the, uh, uh, the poor girl. Good name. Mm. Can, Good she, can she win the uh, the Glenroy Chaff Maiden? Metropolitan well, Maiden. Well, of course she can win. If you ever told me the slug, we bought the slug from um, out of the uh, out of the womb. Never bought a horse that early in our life with uh, with PK Huckle, one of the uh, friends of the podcast. Very very good man, Mister Huckle, as you know. Um, very cheap purchase. The slug was. A couple of my uh, close mates are involved, and um, just to get her to the races after she went through about four trainers before she even trialed has been. Um, Quite an effort. So to be one of the fancies for a Saturday race, albeit probably not the strongest Saturday race we're ever going to see. It's uh, it's really exciting for us, nonetheless. But um, yeah, she can um, just to answer your question. Yes, she can win. I believe. Um, uh, we've always been waiting for her to get up to the mile. I messaged Luke on Monday. I said, "Mate, it's extended noms for that little maiden because we weren't going to nom um, because she raced on Sunday. We're going to save her for next yeah. week." And I thought, "Geez, we're probably going to have to nom and just have a look at the uh, at the field." But um, now he said she's pulled up an absolute treat. He's confirmed she'll be starting to me this morning. Um, absolutely no doubt. We're glad we're nommed. She's very happy. Six days. First time she's passed 1,300, but we've been saying we're not going to be able to win a race till we get to that mile. If you go back simplistically on. Um, Comparative form, the slug and yard man sprinted together over the 1,200 metres on the 20th of January, and the slug was just just a different horse to yard man, a couple of lengths better. I do think the conditions of this race are far more in yard man's favour, in all fairness. Um, 
And I'd probably, Yardman would just about probably be one of my better bets of the day if I wasn't um, a little bit biased towards the slug, I'd suggest. But look, I think Yardman gets to the top, rolls along. I think his last effort, while it doesn't look all that impressive to be beaten two lengths drama-free, I think he was chopped out at the top of the straight. Drama-free had a race-winning lead by that stage. Yardman looks the type. I think he'll get to the top, run along. It'd be super hard to catch. Um, I've got the slug in the 1-1 on the back of Molly McGee, BJ. So we're hoping Molly McGee can give a bit of a kick after uh, after she had a, a pretty good hit out at her first go over this type of trip last time out. But, um, yeah, look, I think Yardman gives a big, strong kick, very hard to run down. But um, I think the slug, if we can get the back of Molly McGee, will be chasing hard and looking for a chink in Yardman's armour, BJ. Tommy? Um, similar thoughts, to be honest. It wasn't a race where it overly sparked my interest, but I did come down to a race in two, as the markets kind of suggests. I mean, I think... Trisorum and Molly McGee are a bit short in my prices. Um, so ultimately, it's a question of how far away the leaders can kick around that bend early on. And I think if Yardman does get it soft, as it look, looks like it will, um, he may just put two lengths, two and a half lengths on the slug. And I'm not sure the slug's legs can move fast enough to catch him. But... <laughs> Either way, I won't be invested, so I don't mind. For your sake, Terry, I'd love for you to get up. Thanks, uh, for the, can come back. <laughs> for the owner's sake of Yardman, who paid up, 190. I would love for them to win. But yeah, they probably drew a collect, aren't they? I don't think the rest of these can beat them. And for horses like Data Lake and Pyro, I think they're running thin on thin ice. Now, Tommy and uh, BJ as well, I need your assistance here because uh, the lads are going to ask me what's an acceptable punt price for the slug, and I often find it difficult to uh, to mark my own runners. It's usually, I'm usually negatively biased towards them in my markets. Um, but I've marked with Yardman with the soft lead, knowing how Ascot plays early with leaders being really suited, I've marked Yardman $2 and... 40 cents, the slug, a tick over four bucks in a 97% market. We're currently talking 270 yard man, which is obviously a little bit of a bet price, but geez, you, you barely want to play. I mean, you, you feel a bit dirty taking 270 yard man, even though I think she, I think you'll start shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've currently got 380 the slug. How have you guys got it? Am I am I telling the lads we take the 380 or are we going to show some patience, which I think? Well, I'm, I'm 280 yard man, $5 mm. the slug. Okay. That's my... That's my market this morning. I expect there to be lots of money for Yardman. It was pretty well supported last Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think if he holds up in front last Saturday rather than getting crossed, probably wins. Uh, Chris Parnham, I doubt, will be making the same mistake again. Interesting runner for me from a map point of view is Regal Sun. Does it lead uh, with Keshaw Duran on board or do they hand up? If Yardman crosses Regal Sun and leads, I don't know, it's just about game over, I think. Uh, BJ, Tommy's a permanent replacement for you I'll be cheering for this look. What was your uh, What was your market? Um, I had a 250 yard man and 310 the slug Oh, very tight To a 90% market yeah. so Slug's just a better bet for you, the four bucks here It, it absolutely is on paper And we'll leave like it at that, that I think yeah, on paper. Um, <laughs> I give the rest none, to be honest Oh, Molly, yeah, I've got marked eight But I probably wouldn't take 16 yeah. for it So, um, and try some, I've got 14 Or however mm-hmm. you pronounce it So I think if you saw five or four fifty, even for the slug, then it's a consideration. However, it's not one of mine, and I'm not heavily invested in maidens, the especially only, on Saturday. The only thing I will say is that they don't mind supporting Molly McGee. Yeah, so they don't she, mind supporting the slug either. 
Yeah. Who's back in the slug? Like, what, what profile do we have to be back? We don't have big numbers. I reckon, I reckon the corporates have like an ownership thing where they, <laughs> they just see TK Leighton in the ownership and then they just sort of. Oh, dude, well, it doesn't matter what price she starts, I'll probably be backing her late. So I took a little bit of Brad's 310 yard man to, uh, to chop the race, and then the plan will be to have uh, all the profits um, from that on, on the slug, or what profits I would make from that on the slug. That's going to yeah. be the, the plan for the so race. But, just yes. with the money that's been coming from Molly McGee, it might mean that the the price sort of holds up sluggish. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Gonna I'm definitely wait. waiting. Risk versus reward at 380. It does start 330, so be it, but there's a chance we get 530. Five, so, yeah. risk versus reward might lose 50 cents, could gain $1.52. Bucks. So, definitely waiting on the slug, but um, Yardman is my selection for getting ownership. Yardman's my selection. Clearly. Also my selection. Okay. Okay. Race two is the Vale John Martino handicap. 1800 meters it was a 72 plus but they couldn't get a top weight so it's actually a 69 plus if you if you're looking at the ratings um the, the internal handicappers ratings here mm. i'm trying to work out the scale it's a 69 plus all interest here will be the speed map mm-hmm. we have noted front runners bow count that's funny as our idol has been going for juicing characters of mine carrots doesn't mind going forward and blazing kazar led them up at bunbury the other day for me it's a um it's a fascination to see whether they bang out bow count or whether they take a sit and trail. That's funny as. How do you see the speed map playing out, Tommy? Uh, well, I did have that's funny as uh, going forward. Um, whether or not they can cross bow count is another question. So if bow count does choose to go forward, then I think they'll slot in behind it because they will be running along, mm-hmm. I imagine. And that's funny as won't be opposed to running along. Last start they ran on at... Uh, quite high figures to the 600 and she managed she he he managed to kick away um and then in behind i thought juicing carrots will look to stay outside of blazing kazar uh and then our idol was the horse i just couldn't map in any suitable position because i i dare say they're not going to want to punch it out and get in that speed battle early which might land them three deep for a little bit i think they find cover at some point but for that reason i've had to sting our idol a little bit um, and then phone me and uh, who have I got behind them? That would be one of the other two horses that shouldn't be in the race in mm. Doc Fryer, who is criminally there, in this race. Um, uh, yeah, I've got them sitting behind them. So I ended up with uh, phone me quite considerable top pick and well below the market is now. Okay, it's, I, did, um, I did as well. I'd be interested to hear what Terry has to say. Well, first of all, Petey McCormick, a uh, friend of the podcast. We're due to get Pete back on yes. as well, actually. Um, yeah, he made a very good point on Twitter this morning about why these two, uh, Blazing Kazar and Doc Fryer, aren't in the 60 plus rather than the, the 69 plus. They're, uh, they're just going to get in the way. But um, no, really interesting stuff. I have no doubt planning wise that Bocan will want to lead. Um, and that's funny, it's will probably want the same spot. To me, it's just where the Bocan has the early toe to uh, hold out. That's funny as. That, that'll be the key here. So I I think that's funny as can cross bow count and bow count then pops out to the breeze. Mm-hmm. That's how I think it'll end up running. Uh, Blazing Kazar will end up um, on the back of that's funny as. And I'm a little bit, I love with Tommy and what he's just said there. It's, see, people will look and just go, all right, our idle barrier four, that'll get the run of the race. Won't even look any deeper. And uh, while I probably somewhat disagree with Tommy that I think our idol can probably have a bit more early gate speed than juicing carrots and find that spot on the back of bow count. I love the fact that he's potentially mapping a horse three deep or finding trouble from barrier four, but that's looking properly and deeply into a map. And actually, I really enjoy that. So um, 
Yeah, if our idol does find the one one, juicing carrots, they like to stay off the fence with juicing carrots. Might even I don't know. Depend. Juicing carrots is a different horse every every single week. Sometimes yeah. he um he pings the gate. Sometimes he doesn't. But look, I think the key to this race is the first hundred meters. If that's funny as crosses bow count, um, you've then got bow count breeze blazing Kazar back at the leader. That's just too old fashioned road, like two absolute roadblocks. Blazing Kazar's gone a long way from home. Bow count, I don't think we'll be able to go with that's funny as with the fifty three when she asked for the efforts. Um, Carlene asked for the effort. With six hundred to go, that means phone me has to start circling him quite early on um, with the fifty eight. So look, I, I'm going to go slightly different. Um, I'm going to back in. That's funny as to get a crossbow count early. Um, and um, and run him into the ground and use those two roadblocks as uh, uh, to his favour. Basically, uh, I think Phone Me will be the, the popular runner. So I'm hoping we can see something closer to three fifty four bucks. That's funny as late. Okay, interesting that the last time that's funny as was at Ascot eighteen hundred meters. Month between runs fourteen hundred yeah. to eighteen. Led all the way and Divine beat Shadow. Divine Shadow. Mm -hmm. So almost an identical setup because uh, Jane McNaught rode that day and she was claiming at the time. So that might have even been like one of her last major goes, winners. It goes really well off these longer breaks. Usually it's 30-odd days. This one's only 21. Yeah. This, it goes really well. This is the well. stuff you were talking about last week about the unconventional mm -hmm. stuff and what, what trainers' capabilities are. Like it's That's funny as has been able to do this before and must be yeah, I've done it with it, several of his too. This horse is probably in better form than mm -hmm. the last time it did it. So I can understand the support for that's funny as, especially with the 56 minus three for Carleen Heffel and just the strength of his all the way Pinjaro win the other day. Like he just he was one like a fair horse. So um was I think the track that day suited so, those running along out in front. Yeah, um, it was a good. Four, I think there was a few roadblocks in that race too. There was, there yeah. was. It was a good four, but I think it played more like a soft six type mm. thing. It just didn't look a, a happy bit of turf. I didn't think, guys. But um, which way are you leaning, Bojo? I'm keen. Phone me. Math. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think they're just going to because of the the speed in this race. I think they're just going to have to be a bit more positive than last start, um, where it sort of just flopped out and. Um, perhaps didn't expect living the dream to roll along as quickly as it did and then created this huge sort of um, lackey band effect, rubber band effect, where he was just sort of a bit touch outside of of a striking position. Um, but, geez, it hit the line hard. Um, figures were good. Um, I just think Chris Parnham will obviously clever enough to know that that's funny as is the horse to beat. With weight, won't want to be uh, too far away from that's funny as. I think they'll be a little bit... More positive. Hopefully, they can. Do you reckon the key to this race, and it's all? Uh, would you still want to be on phone me if that's funny as crosses with a degree, degree of ease by count early? Would you still want to be on phone me? Absolutely, you would. Yes. Do you think you can sustain a run around him with horses stopping back on him? That, that's what I find really interesting about this race. Well, if that say bow count does hold up, and that's funny as is in the breeze, I'd probably take even money. Phone me. Yeah. But unfortunately, we can't punt 100 meters into the race. I was really keen to phone. Me. <laughs> I, was, I was really keen phone. That's fair. Me. betting. And I was like, I was too. Two thirty phone me. Yep, I was really keen. I just thought the that's funny as just won't necessarily get everything its own way out in front, which is the which and Bo Count. That's the key. Bo that's is the whole the, key to the race. Is, that's it. Yep. If, if that if if they if, Bo, if Ryan Hill says on you know what today we're just going to track that's funny as then 
it's all uh, pop out straight to the breeze. Yeah, that makes things that makes mm-hmm. things a challenge for uh, Jeez, for phone me. As a, that's funny as punting, you'd cop a two cent deduction to see body count come out, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Mm, that's but that, that is the key to this race, the yeah. first hundred meters. I, I think if that's funny as crosses bow camp, it's over. And I think if that's funny as doesn't cross bow camp, it's over the other way. Yeah. So um yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And it'll be interesting how people look at these maps, but we are expecting the strong money for phone me, guys. Uh yeah, yeah. I've got it marked two ten. So yeah. quite short. Once again to ninety percent. Um I think last start. Uh, it was clearly that unlucky. Like a best of the day type thing, type Tommy. Oh, he's jumping the gun. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. He's up too. <laughs> uh, um, I think last start, he was obviously caught napping, shall we call it, Chris. And mm-hmm. I think he'll learn from his mistake. He'll just stay off the fence um, at all costs. He might not be able to, but I think that will be the plan. And if he does find that, I think he'll know the horse he's got under him that it probably does want to get to the outside around the 500 meter mark and get around those. So shall we call them slow ones, mm-hmm. um, talentless horses. Um, <laughs> and from there, I think if he's within talentless. <laughs> three lengths or three or four lengths of that's funny as, I think he's got the turn of foot to uh, run him down. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, it yeah. was quite obvious, phone me. That last line form looks enormous. Um, has a 1,800-meter Flemington placing to his name as well, phone me. Has been stretched out to 2,000 metres before and there is a bit of mail going around that they might be heading towards the Bunbury Cup. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. That is the pl- that was the plan four weeks ago and I imagine that is still the plan. So, yeah, for me, phone me, 2.30, pretty short, currently around 2.90. Actually, the 2.90, 2.90. bucks across the board. Yeah, three bucks yeah, across so the board. Yeah, so it's a bet for both of you. Yeah. I've marked that's funny as favourite, so I'm a yeah. little bit different here. But um, having this chat has definitely um, solidified my opinion to be having a um, be having a late bet. But uh, I'll only be getting serious. Um, I'll only be getting serious if um, bow counter comes out, which mm. is pretty unlikely, I'd say. Okay. Uh, before we go ahead, I would just like to make one of my uh, two bets for the oh, day. Oh, here we go. Yes. Um I would like to have 50 wins on Phone Me. Ah, he wants to get off the mark. Yes, oh. I do. Oh, I'm stopping just, everything uh, else. I'm like, I'm going to double my investment on that's funny, isn't it? I think. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> bit, of, um, bit of bat on ball. All right, Tommy J. We've also got one here for Latham Anderson. That's also actually one to touch on as well. So I'm glad Latham has tipped this one. Juicing carrots, $15 each way. Juicing carrots was huge on a cold rail. Um, in a 78 plus behind Harry Thomas last of the line. Friar S. Montalina. Um, I thought Juicing Carrots went super when sitting outside of um, Corporate Larrikin in the race won by Rash and Harley. Yeah. Two starts ago, Mitch had to work to get there. Um, before that was was the Perth Cup. Before that, ran third in a um, in a uh, listed ATA, and before that, beat MTA over the eighteen hundred. The key with Juicing Carrots is a bit of room in running, as Tommy alluded to. Will probably look to hold the outside of Blazing Kazar because they don't want to him hemmed away. But um, tell you what, nearly twenty one when Brad McManus I think went up uh, six bucks this morning. I marked him closer to ten, but um, yeah, the near twenty to one currently around is um, is definitely probably a bet for me as well. Actually, Latham. So. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. 15 each way. Latham Anderson on Juicing Carrots and 50 wins on Find Me, the TJ. Just uh, that ATA stakes that you were talking about, mm-hmm. Jerry. Juicing Carrots ran third to a horse by the name of Nerf Boss. Mm. And we didn't quite get an opportunity in our preamble no. to mention what's happening at Flemington on Saturday. So just a quick run through for people who aren't aware. Friend of the podcast and former 1-1 guest. 
Brad Parnham. He is riding at Flemington on Saturday for his father, Neville. He's got three rides. He is on board Platoon in the in race three, the Shaftesbury Avenue, which is a group three. Then he is aboard Indian Pacific down the straight thousand, the Bob Hoisted Handicap. Uh, that is race five. And then Nerf Bosk, the horse that we just mentioned, he is going around in the Blamey Stakes, which is a uh, group two, $200,000 race. That's race six on the day. So good luck to Brad Parnham and Neville Parnham going over there to uh, take on the big guns at Flemington. And of course, uh, the wizard, Sir William Pike, he's got six mounts on the day, highlighted by Dom to shoot in the Group 1 Kennedy Australian Guineas. That's race seven, $1 million race. Dom to shoots had one run over there in Victoria, went good. He's got barrier seven for William Pike. So good luck to all our uh, West Australian racing participants that are in action at Flemington on Saturday. Mm, the lads always uh, don't really tune over the Eastern States racing unless we've got uh, on the lads going around. So, uh, yeah, excited to see how they uh, go. All right, race number three, the uh, Amelia Park handicap. There's a, a, a key clan, key clan coming up later. Isn't it? I'm just <laughs> glad you didn't make me uh, uh, enter. Open up that one. Amelia Park handicap, 1,800 metres. Uh, interesting little 60-plus um, handicap here. Tommy, do you have any major thoughts on this race? And uh, more importantly, I might actually ask your opinion on a uh, on what looks to be a sticky speed map. Who do you have going forward? Can you um, pinpoint a leader for me? Uh, I believe so. Because okay. um, I can't. Asymmetric, I found, finding the rail from eight, which I think gives Chris Parnham the opportunity to follow him across from 10 and sit outside of the lead in the breeze. So that's how I ended up, and I think Hyperspace will look to kick along the rail and sit leaders back. And a horse like Melarab, I actually landed in the 1-1 one, one quite mm. interestingly, and the rest, I kind of figured they can sort themselves out. Probably Sawar, um, two back, one off. And I'm actually kind of half made a little prediction that Sawar will make a mid-race move because mm -hmm. I can't see them going very fast. So that's how I saw it playing out. Yeah. No, I had uh, the exact same map. Yeah, I think that's fairly uh, fairly accurate. The big the big one there and um, is the Queen Takes King map uh, going outside of the breeze. You think they're probably thinking one of the best horse here on the short backup. Um, there's a lot of people going to look at the fact he couldn't get past uh, she couldn't get past designer Prince um, a week ago, ten days ago. But you have to look at the fact she hadn't had a run for forty days. Um, she was up to the two thousand. I think there was a big case to be made to take her on that day, and this was probably going to be the target race, second, uh, well, second up off the, the little freshen up at least. So, um, yeah, Queen Takes King rolling forward. From Barrier 10, it's it's, it's a first or last top setup here for Chris yeah. Barnum, isn't it? So. I thought I heard something, Chris Barnum, talking to Scotty Embry post-race about something yesterday, and I, I, was, I thought he was referencing Queen Takes King, but it could be, could be mistaken about maybe riding her a bit more patiently because she was a bit close. The other day, but yep. that might have been. Do you know what it will be, BJ? It'll be a game of chess, won't it? Yeah, it will be absolutely. Terry, well, that might not be Western Empire. Maybe I was because I, I reckon that I, I reckon that I, I didn't listen to it, but yeah. my thought is that pulled its head off. But we'll get to that later. But I think that yeah, might I'll get be the chess joke. By the way, before yeah, we move on, you got the chess joke. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just make sure. Did, did we do, we did the Queen's Gambit thing? Yeah, yeah, done the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a chess star in primary school. Actually, always ran second to Johnny Chum. Always had the better of me, but um, yeah, no, damn the Johnny Chum. Yeah, no, always had the always had the better of me, but I uh, usually ran a good second. Yeah, yeah, there was no each way betting available in primary school, unfortunately. So did you watch the Queen's Gambit? Did very good. Good. Yeah, very good. I've never seen it. Yeah, worthwhile. 
recommend. Outstanding TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, the <laughs> Queen's Take Queen Takes King. That was that was the that was the major piece on the board. And um, does he go forward? Does he go back? If he goes forward, lands outside leader on a uh, softish tempo, which asymmetric, you wouldn't imagine, will be scooting along. Not first up 35 days. Uh, gee whiz, it's going to be well positioned, isn't isn't she? And if they do go back, how far away from the other major winning chances does that leave Queen takes King? And does she have the closing speed to get it done from there? Fascinating early part of the race. Yeah, and if she does go forward, does she have the capabilities to, she's never really raced forward before, and um, does she have the capability to sit in the breeze and kick clear um, off a little freshen up second up 1800 as well? So I think you're brave taking the $3.30. Me too. Takes King. I think that's a, a slightly under the odds. Not not that I want to be taking her on too heavily here, but um, Mellorab Hyperspace, leaders back 1-1s, exactly how I had it too, yeah. Tommy. Um, and they're the two runners I really probably want to focus on here, BJ. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you here. I'm keen Hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. I'm big Hyperspace too, actually. I, price wise, I mean, I think we'll get better than the six dollars currently available. I think there'll be some money for Sowar and um, Queen takes King, but um, Hyperspace is in career best form. If you go back very simply through Hyperspace's last few runs, three back uh, got shuffled back through the field, end up finishing on the heels of Bookbar. Ted and Barra Magic in uh, in fourth place. I thought that was a super run for a horse who probably does um, his best work between sixteen and eighteen hundred. Then went to Mount Barker. Went okay. I'm, I'm I'm happy to not look too deep into the the race where they have to travel six, seven, eight hours in a float. So went all right at Mount Barker. And then last start got held up on the back of uh, the leader. Then got held up on the back of the escort. Um, went running on nicely um, behind Bella's Idol. The escorts made that form look pretty good last week. Running second to Saucy. Jack, no doubt. Tommy Johnson found Saucy Jack. Well, I, I hope somebody. <laughs> no, nah. oh, I, I haven't met somebody that's found Saucy Jack as yet. But um, yeah, I just think hyperspace. The key for hyperspace here is if you end up on the back of Asymmetric, who off thirty-five days might get tired early. You just got to get off at the right time. Peel off onto the back of Queen takes King if that's in the breeze. And um, yeah, I think hyperspace can win, but six dollars is bare bones. I've got hyperspace five twenty and got Mellorab the same price. So the ten bucks Mellorab, you can just forget the last run. Um, Mellorab hasn't been given many charmed passages mm. in running this time in, but the 10 bucks Mellorab I think is a pretty good price for a horse they like to back as well, PJ. I was $6 hyperspace. Um, I, I took the exact same line as what you did, Terry, through the uh, Escort and Bella's Idol in that um, February 10 race. Just got just got held up at a crucial stage. And, Twice as well. Yeah, and just had to- Always bolting and, as well, wasn't it? Picked up underneath, yeah. which is always- uh, a good sign, and from one fifty-four point five, Lucy's just going to put hyperspace in the spot. That was he also doesn't a 66 win sixty-six plus, so yeah. he was five points out of his. Well, yeah. that day he was seven points out of his grade. Yeah, he doesn't win uh, no. very often. Hyperspace, he's a hard horse to catch, and I've been searching for him for a while now. I reckon I've found him. This is his race. Six dollars hyperspace. I'm with Terry. Reckon. Is that enough? Uh, we marked him six. Marked him six. Do we wait? I think we wait. wait yeah. Yep. yeah, I think we wait. There'll be some money for Sowar. Money P- for Furio is a big raider. Yeah. I was actually on last start um, at Bunbury, but that was such a perfect setup. They went 10 lengths above bench. Kiora Star led. Kiora Star's got a little arc. Tiny little arc. Was it Kiora Star? Kiora Star. Yeah. yeah, same colors. And, um, yeah. No, no, no apology. Three wide, no cover the entire. The century yeah. carding up Porfirio. So entitled to really do that. But the three kilos of Christie's a bit of a gift at the moment because she's riding super. She's doing good, yeah. Can win, can definitely win, but I think the four bucks is a little bit thin for me. Yeah, I've got hyperspace to knock off. Queen takes king. I'm expecting improvement from Sowar. I reckon that there's going to be a few runs out of that Pinjara meeting, which you're just going to have to just put just put a straight line through because there was a 
some odd stuff going on down there at that standalone Magic Millions Day yeah. with the track and with some maybe some lanes. I'm not sure, but forget Sir Wall went around. He won uh, 1,800 metres Ascot, two starts to go off a softish tempo. He will appreciate another softish tempo wheeling into the race three and four wide so Wall can be running on the finish. But I think this is the race for hyperspace. Could be a big day for impressive, impressive racing. Uh, I was $12 Melrose. Oh, okay. Mm. A bit longer. Uh, Tommy, which way are you leaning? Um, I ended up with Queen Takes King on top mm -hmm. and am happy to take it on. Yep. Um, I really don't like it. Um, I did my best to get it a bit longer, but I try and be somewhat honest with how I rate a horse and I do have mm -hmm. it four bucks, but I wouldn't take sixes. So um, I ended up with asymmetric second pick just purely because of the soft map. Mm -hmm. I think they walk and in my mind, I think it's, there's a chance something goes to take it on at about the thousand. I've thought Sawar would be the one to do that because I do see them going quite slow up front here. I think McGrady um, might be a little bit gun shy after he took off with Eurasia. I don't know. Did uh, don't know whether he. Um, I don't think that would have been the instructions. Um, well, they might have been. I'm not sure. But uh, I worry whether McGrady might be a little bit gun shy. I do think so. Well, we'll make an early move from the six or so. Or look, to, if they're not going um, too quick, which we're yeah. for the six. But sometimes a jockey can be a little bit gun shy after mm. making a move like that and uh, coming unstuck to some degree after a big betting move too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I had asymmetric five sixty, as I said, which is mm. a disgusting price considering it's definitely That's not a 560 shot um so that would be my top selection in that sense and i give it some hope but the 35 days between runs doesn't particularly spruik my interest and i mean it has performed well off 22 days just the trainer that can get him to perform off little breaks like that too so, so and i mean informed. yeah a few running well um most notably the one last week behind time to sizzle and mood swings etc mm -hmm. um we ripper yeah, one night bit of a breakup. One night, yeah, you're kidding me. So they're going all right. <laughs> I had hyperspace seven forty. Um, I don't. What is it? Six now. So definitely couldn't back that. And Melrose I have nine fifty. It's around that mark. I gave Porfirio none here. I just don't think they're going to go quick enough. I can't see Bennett being positive enough to really put it into the race. And as you said last start, they went so fast up front. It was just genuinely entitled to run over the top of them. I'd be more worried if it didn't. Um, so I'm happy to take it on. I've got that around the $14 mark and it's nowhere near that. So for me, asymmetric top pick for argument's sake. And just a quick gear, like quick, quick, just a quick gear change as well, scintillating bubble cheeker on. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a lot stronger. I actually was really happy with what I tweeted because in the end that could have been a lot stronger word. I just did my ass on scintillating to run a place and I'm like, you're kidding me. There was a gear change. They're telling us after the race. So, oh, Typical me. Without this, is, this, is this is on the Twitter platform. Yeah, it's on the Twitter just without me going, oh, thanks for letting us know about the gear change after the race. And then I realized the gear change was actually for Saturday. The horse was on a three-day backup. So who looked like a goose? I looked like a goose, BJ. Did you own it though, Terry? I did own it, yeah. Mm -hmm. you got to own things. So, um, yeah. It's all, it's all about owning things, isn't it? I was going to make a joke. <laughs> taking taking yeah, responsibility. We make an error. We make an error. You know, so anyway, um, I'm not going to go. It's going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Anyway, race number four. This is an interesting race, Tommy, and I'm looking forward to getting your opinion on um, the great Southern Winx Fangio here over the 1600 meters. Roy Rogers, the stable, who's uh, he just can't train a winner. He's trying to train, uh, trying to train losers, uh, but he can't. That's how well he's going at the moment. Uh, Fangio comes to town. 3.2, 4.6, 4.1. Margins of victory at the last three. Does he come to town? Does she come to town? Sorry, Tommy. And uh, does she knock them off? Um, 
basically I have one question mark in the race and it's who lands 1-1. One, one. So the spot I couldn't map a horse, and I think it's between two, I think no apology or Fangio, one of them will try and take that spot. Uh, I personally think it's no apology and I've got Fangio going back from the gate. I think he'll regret it straight away because I think it's quite an easy map for a horse like Seminole Brave and My Greek Boy who I think will just naturally find the top. I can't see My Greek Boy. Breezing. No, no, I have it in the breeze. Okay. I think Seminole, breeze will, uh, Seminole Brave will try and find the front and hold the rail. Mm-hmm. BJ? Again, this is a, some, there's so many maps here. I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts because I'm I'm on the fence here. I think My Great Boy has been jumping quick enough. There's just quicker horses over the first couple yeah. of hundred metres. I've I got, think Seminole I've, Brave would prefer leaders back, wouldn't it? I reckon Seminole Brave leads. No apology outside leader. That's, yeah, that's, that's very good. Mm. That's got no apology going forward as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's the reason Carleen was on last start. I think they wanted to go forward. They tried going yeah, forward. They just went so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think no apologies. Probably the horse to beat here. Just about, to be well, honest. Well, if, if you're if, – okay, so if I'm in the no apology camp, how am I going to be – like if, you, if you're taking this weapon-like form from Albany, Fangio, you're going to – Is it weapon-like? If, if, <laughs> well, it's winning, winning, winning yeah, yeah, like, yeah, as, yeah, as well yeah. as any horse for, in the region, right? Yeah, it's, it's valid. Yeah, so – that's Albany form, right? So this horse gets back and it's got a really powerful sort of sustained sort of six, eight hundred meter burst. If you're on no apology, if, if you're not being positive early, how do you expect to beat Fangio, especially with the three kilo claiming apprentice on board? You gotta you gotta take your advantages here. No apology can roll forward. I think it's led him one at Belmont before. Yes. Uh, yeah, soft yeah. lead that day. I remember that. That was a bit of a few question marks thrown up that day with how soft the lead was after yeah. a bit of a betting move. So no apology for mine has to go forward. Uh, 54.5. Um, put, put yourself in the race and make them beat you. How good was um, no apology last start? Wasn't that something? Just said the, the cloth part of the clap, cap fly up in the straight <laughs> as well. I don't know why. It really caught my attention. And, it was, thing, and it was home too, wasn't it? It was oh, home. Oh, yeah. Thank God. That was probably the last one right back to the for Furious. So thank God for, um, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I can't going to say. Fangio. Interesting. The one thing I want to discuss here with the horse coming to town which makes it far difficult. We're seeing Big Butter Boom come to town. We've seen several others. It's a massive advantage when your horse leads when coming to town. So Fangio's going to – I've got Fangio probably back uh, dead last, to be honest with you, because uh, no apology is the only one drawn outside of her. So no apology goes forward. We're expecting it to go forward. The Fangio camp will be hoping that um, my Greek boy – Breezes and um, and then three deep no cover is no apology and they'll be hoping to get in that train. That they'll be hoping that's how it unfolds. I don't I don't have it unfolding that way, but that's that's what they'll be hoping. Um, if that if that occurs, Fangio will be in that type of trail. But it's hard to visit, come to Ascot and then round them up like he has been doing at Albany. It's a different setup. You look at that last start. Sensational would be would get beaten ten lengths here and Sensational. Um, like they were, they were bunching on the turn, so Fangio was always going to win that race. Tradenzia took a sit, and there was nothing else in that bracelet. The previous efforts, um, it was the same type of thing. They were already bunching on the turn. God has chosen from last. Um, came late, and then even the the previous run, Angles hasn't franked that form either. So you can only beat what's in front of you. And I'm not trying to knock the Fangio form down there. She looks a, a serious racehorse, but it is a lot harder coming from last and circling a field of Seminole Braves. No apologies. Um, even forgiving Paris and George, a lot harder circling those type of runners. Forgiving at, giant leap as well. at Ascot, yeah. exactly right. So um, now, look, gee, I, I would have no surprise. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see Roy Rogers bring another uh, potential starter town and win. But um, we've got to look to take on Fancho at the current price. I think what can't is, win. I'll go with can't win. Can't for win. Fangio. Well, that's what we want. Um, I'm have, I've narrowed it down to the two in Seminole Brave and no apology. 
I think no apology sits 1-1. One, one. It's a bit of a stretch, but sometimes I just get set in my mindset mm-hmm. that a jockey will BJ find a spot. This, yeah, I've, I've, he's, she's absolutely ramming that in the 1-1. One, one. Um, and from there, I think it's a matter of by this stage of the day, I think they'll start to play more fair, the track, and 1-1 one, one might just be the perfect place to be. And it was went so well last start that... I mean, it's easy to see why it's a chance in this. And I've got it marked 5, 10 at 6. I've got Seminole Brave marked 3, 9 units 4, I think. Mm. So they're both players. I probably won't back Seminole Brave on its own. I'll probably play the Quinella and back no apology. Yep, I like that. Yeah, it's an interesting race playing wise. I've got it pretty similar. I think I'm about 360 Seminole Brave, 5 bucks, no apology. But yeah, in, in saying that, I, I struggle to definitively mark this market i think i'm prefer i think i need to go deeper again there's a chance i'd probably have no apology in front of seminole brave even with that claim so from a betting point of view i don't know what to do do i hold off and wait and hope fangio money comes strong um we'll get a better price seminole brave no apology do i just save seminole make no apology my result um to be honest i'm not too sure really happy taking on giant leap uh, or 40 odd days don't think it's as good as we uh we thought it was losers pike Ramoli, Carberry goes on. That's that's no major um, negative Carberry going on. Um, but I just don't know if John Leaps as good as we, we think uh, we think he is. And the fact he's off 40 odd days. It's just it's just 21. Is he 40 days? 21. Is he, he Pinjara? Three weeks. His last good run was 40 days ago. <laughs> so uh, yes, he's coming off an average one. So I was thinking of the wrong horse. Um, yeah, he's coming off an average one. Um, and even if you go back True. to his run. Uh, at Ascot, the prior start, um, he did go well that day, but I feel he's a horse that uh, starts under the odds continuously. So, um, look, I'm, I'm happy taking him on. I'm happy taking Fangio on. And if my Greek boy's 13 bucks, top weight in a race at Ascot, you know that it's, uh, it isn't a, uh, a very strong event. So, Dutching, Seminole Brave, no apology. Um, I'm with you, Tommy. I think Fangio will win and win well. Um, I think oh, I think she's been just been the dominant horse in the Great Southern this season. I just put my if if this was a wolf horse coming to town, I would be thinking this is this is just about a moral um, Fangio. It's it's uh, you can't do any more than it's done. Um, Chris Parnham, the good jock, stays on board. That's uh, a good tell, isn't it? Because he would have been off a giant leap. Yeah. So and I just just feel like. Yeah, the, you can go through the horses that it's it's beaten, it's beaten but it's done it with weight. It's run time. Um, it's just demolished them. I, any horse coming out of the Great Southern, I don't, coming to town, hasn't raced better than doesn't have better credentials than Fangio this season anyway. So you can't do any more than what she's done. I reckon they might have left it one run too late to come to town because um, she's getting up in the weights already. She hasn't even won in won a metro race yet. But uh, Fangio from American is going to sit back. Coiled up, get tracked into the race and just go whack. Fangio, I was 260. Yep. Yeah, really. It should be Fangio will be a horse that uh, polarizes opinions yep. here. And um, look, to be honest, at the six bucks, 420, the, the two of them aren't a big bet for me, Seminole Bro, no apologies. So as a, just a purist, I'm looking forward to actually watching this race more than anything, guys. So Tommy, you're the same? Dutching? Uh, yes. Those two, happy to take on Fangio. All right. I like it. Last time I took on... Um, a raider, it was big butter boom, and I was beat the bro, and BJ got the chocolates. <laughs> so hopefully uh, it doesn't occur again. But you know what it is time for now, BJ? It's time for the uh, the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. 
If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. I think Terry might have even run into Butchie at the Yearling Sales on Thursday. Did and good uh, and um, interesting story. He put his hand up for a horse. Can't remember what lot number it was. Uh, might have been thirty-three thousand. He um, then ducked off to work at the Mundaring that night. The next day, I saw him and he was white as a ghost. And I said, what happened, Butchie? What's the go? And he goes, I told my wife that I just bought that horse and she wasn't overly impressed. So he was spending the rest of the day trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to syndicate his, uh, his gingerbread man yearling. So good luck with that uh, purchase, Butchie, and I hope things are all right on the home front. But, uh, yes, uh, very good fun out of the, out of the yearling sales. At the Mundaring, though, feed, clutter, froffies, big decks, all happening, family atmosphere. Go up, check it out. Congratulations to episode 64, WA Racing Mastermind winner, Tim Coucher. I think that's two times now for Tim. Couch. Congratulations. That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the post. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind for episode 65, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. Very Tommy. Tom's only a youngster, so I've kept it very recent. I stitched, uh, stitched Riley up with a couple of ones. I don't think he was born yet. Was only, so. I was going to say, yeah. he was only born in a few yeah. weeks. He wouldn't even know his driver's license. What did you tell me? Me? Yeah. Nah, grow up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> Question one. What horse did CJP, Clint Johnston-Porter, and Adam Durant team up with to win last year's Lexed Piper Stakes? Question two. Name the last Lex Piper Stakes victor to go on and win the WATC Derby of the same year. Um, Battling early. Don't have to look too far back. Question number three. Name the jockey and trainer who combined to win last year's Ascot Thousand Guineas with Lord with Lonsdale Lady. One of the great days for the guru. It's the last winner I tipped, I think. I think Pete McCormick's still got footage of you run, running down the Ascot Ledger. Still paying Ooh. off my bar tab from the QT <laughs> rooftop by that night. <laughs> I spent more than I won. Uh, it's, good, it's good to be right, though, isn't it? Uh, question four. Lou Luciani and Jason Whiting. Geez, they're a bloody good old combination, aren't they? The old firm, master and uh, apprentice. They won the 2018 Ascot 1000 Guineas with what filly? I've had a tough time here. Oh, I missed that last question. 2018 Ascot 1000 Guineas winner. Who was it? It was trained by Lou Luciani and ridden by Jason Whiting. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Actually, maybe I don't. Nah, first, I I first thought, right. All right, show your hands, guys. How'd you go, Terry? I didn't do one, two, or four, so I haven't turned up here. The was, brain's just not on. I got number three, obviously. I know, I know one, three, four, two's the question mark. I'm pretty sure that's right. Correct. He's got me here, I think. Correct. Correct. Close. Three out of four for Tommy Johnson. Impressive stuff. He's left the guru chewing on his dust. Chewing on his dust. It was never going there either. Yeah, it was a weak version. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind done for another episode. Please send your answers via direct message on Twitter at the 1-1-Pod. You could be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. 
All right, I've forgotten about from Riley as well. In race number three, he had 20 wins on Porfirio. Um, that's the last one I'm going to forget, definitely, this time around. So uh, 20 wins on Porfirio. So Riley's keen. Tommy was knocking him. Who's, so with you guys, you lads do all the form. Who's the uh, who's the uh, the chief? Because I know you guys discuss what you like. And uh, who's the who's the chief form analyst in your little, uh, in your little crew? Controversial from you, but I'll allow it. Um <laughs> I have the rating system. He doesn't use it as religiously as I does, so I'll give him that in defense. He, but he does like a little backup in that the ratings suggest what he's seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the GTX, I control the GTX. I get the full say in that, um, and I am quite stubborn, so I'm not determined by their opinions on the race. And sometimes, you know, I've, I offer. I never do it, but I offer that if they have a horse mapping different to myself, I can adjust the ratings. But that's yet to happen. But in terms of that, yeah, I'm, I control this. He does his own form, separate side of that, and hoping that yeah, they the big are not. Tommy's the big dog. That's all I'm the, hearing. The, woof, uh, woof. To the, uh, the WhatsApp chat, there'd be a bit fly around oh, with that. I reckon that's hey? going uh, to get the uh, the fingers working on the old texter, <laughs> the texter mobile, I reckon, this I, afternoon. Undoubtedly, so. I'll get a message tonight to say prick. That'll there we it. go, the big fella. All right, so Riley's uh, – well, he clearly not followed you there. That was your knock. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're, going well, to, you're going head-to-head there. The, right, the last uh, – Four weeks, he hasn't received my prices before 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Not that it's helped. It made no difference. But, <laughs> I mean, we're both. I was going to say, you're both yet to get off the market. The thing that I missed was I was waiting for a tweet from Tommy Johnston saying that Cricket in the house would have won the first last Saturday. Don't, mm. don't, don't at me. I'm not so. sure it would have licked him, but <laughs> t- it may have been a good thing beaten. Yeah. So... That ten dollar a win on a cricket in the house could have uh, really catapulted Tommy Johnson to the top of the leaderboard. So, moving on, race five is the Lex Piper Stakes listed race, sixteen hundred meters for the Colts and Geldings, who most of which are on a WA Derby path. Western Empire, all the rage. What are they saying in the mar- in the uh, early? What are the early offerings? Ah, oh, it's about right. This. For me, it's dollar ninety Western Empire three twenty. Uh, I've got them to a lower percentage mark than the current book, obviously. So I got them two forty to about three thirty. Uh, I can't look any further than that. Just about whether uh, MTA is happy settling on the back of Castilla del Lago gets out at the right time. Um, Western Empire, I think you're brave taking a dollar ninety still. You reckon? I think you're brave taking a dollar ninety. I think I think you'll win. I think you'll probably win. But he didn't settle all that well last start. Um, yeah, he he just might not be as good as we expect. MTA is a really nice horse, and MTA is the one thrown in. Um, well, set weights depend on these conditions. There's no issue with being thrown in, but I, I just think I just don't think there's a huge amount between them. I'm expecting Western Empire to get the uh, the better of the pairing, BJ. But uh, yeah, good little race to watch heading towards a derby potentially. But I think the winner of the Derby will be in the uh, Thousand Guineas. In the Phillies? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how do you see this race? Um, I had Western Empire top pick by 10 cents over MTA. I've got oh, wow. a nostril if that between them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, were your, what were your prices? 3.10 and 3.20. So oh, wow. MTA is around that mark. I wouldn't mind some 3.10 Western Empire. Yeah, though. and I'd probably take 3.10 yep. Western Empire. Hey, you got to be opinionated. I kind of see Western Empire a horse a bit like action in that mm. promised a lot early. I know it's a bit different, but promised a lot early. And I think now he's just he seems like a horse that once he gets over a trip and starts to settle, it'll be a different horse. I know Ashton didn't go on with it, but as a, as a three-year-old, he won a derby, derby by yeah. five lengths. Yeah. 
Um, so Did he win that Perth Cup that time, Terry? Actually, you got You've already given me cryptic love, and uh, what else have we given you today? You haven't brought, managed to bring up um, wine night <laughs> over holy enchantment. Gee whiz. Um, yeah, he. Uh, no, Don't worry, that, that's no. tongue. That's that certainly stung. That did sting. Mm. Hit the front as well. That was, oh, incredible. I was backing him the whole way through, all in wise. It was a. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was tough. Anyway. Tommy, nonetheless, that's all good. And nonetheless, um, I thought it was a clear cut race in three because I think Castillo Delago may be a horse that could could show something different. I mean, it's rated. It's got a couple peak ratings there that will be competitive in this. Um, and a step up to sixteen hundred should suit from all reports. Um, so it might be able to give some cheek out in front. In saying that, I do think the other two are slightly better, and we'll get past them. But I think they will gap fourth. Quite considerably, I think off we go. I mean, it's hard to gauge how it went first up, um, but it only gets an extra 100 meters. So it will improve, but I don't know enough to be competitive in this. Brave battle, yeah, no thanks. Um, Flash Ducati was good last start, um, managed to pick up and uh, had a nice turn of foot once it, it got good. out. Yeah, and Red Hot Hope uh, has bloodlines, and that's about it, I think. So that's it for me. BJ? You're going to uh, declare Western Empire, it sounds like. Well, I just feel as though last start, 1,100 to 1,500, he began really well and they just went so slow and he just pulled his head off for Chris Parnham. Are, are they going to go that much? In a seven-horse field, are they going to go that much quicker? I just think Castillo Del Lago isn't a horse that you can really hold up. Mm. So I think it's going to, it's going to at least... I think Kira's still going to want to try and get it soft and, and put them out of their comfort zone to some degree. Like if, if they're going to be allow, if MTA is going to allow Castillo to cross, I think they're going to, they're not going to go along at a real hectic tempo. I wouldn't have thought. Just, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a strong going sort of horse. Like mm. you'd only be fighting it if you didn't let it sort of roll. I, I just assume that Castillo de Lago um, would set a genuine enough tempo that would allow Western Empire to. Um, to settle better, I think Western Empire's um, Western Empire. You got in the breeze then? No. How have you got? So this is this is what I found. If, if people have got Castillo de Lago crossing MTA and MTA landing the back of, unless you've got MTA popping out, I got him popping out. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So that's just yeah. That was if, if it doesn't pop out, MTA stays in the back of Castillo de Lago. Western Empire's breeze. There's no other horse in that race can go early. Well, I don't think. Yeah. Perhaps, but uh, Western Empire sat three, four wide, no cover in a Faritha and got beaten a nose. I think he's a better horse uh, with with space and galloping room coming around them. The other day he was bottled up behind on a slow tempo, pulling, and when they quickened, he um, he just got got left by a really good filly and Salaya and kissed on all four cheeks. Um, while she was wide throughout, she had an uninterrupted passage and was able to. She it was so, so slow that three wide, no cover probably wasn't. I almost think that that was a better position, three wide, no cover, than leaders back. So um, I think the run of Western Empire was a lot better than people Tell give it credit for. When the leader runs the quickest last two and four. Exactly. Of the it's day. crazy. Yeah. Um, and he, he, was, he was picking up under Chris Parnham, was making heavy weather of it. But when you're pulling so hard, it just depletes your reserve so much. So for me, Chris Parnham will be bank banking that uh, learned experience from Western Empire. He'll be keeping him settled as much as he can, out of trouble. Uh, they have to go quicker than they went in the challenge. Like there's no way that they could go that slow again, surely. If that is the case, I think Western Empire will round them up. MTA is a, a fighter and a good on speeder, but I, th I think Western Empire is going to be able to get his measure. I'd Price. 
Short? <laughs> very short. I was, short. I was dollar seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. I, I can. I just think. That. I just think is if this race is run x amount of times, he's yep. going to win a massively high percentage of the the races. There's so. two. There's two winning chances. You yep. think he's clearly the pick of the bunch. So dollar yep. seventy five is what he could trade at. To yep. be honest with you. So, um, yeah. I ain't betting. As I said, I've got him low twos, low threes. So, good luck to him. As I said, gun dead. I think Western Empire win. It's just I'm not going. It's not going to get me at a dollar ninety. Interesting, big big drifter last start too, Western Empire. Mm, so, unfortunately, yeah. Thought I'm going to pile into this one. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely tuck yeah. into this little drift here yeah. and tell uh, me about it. So yeah, didn't get the chockies. Tommy's uh, favorite MTA. At the MTA yeah. just ahead of, despite it not being top pick. I, 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 like I think it. that's my top selection. Yeah, so I like it. And MTA is also, as BJ said, a bit of a fighter. So mm. um, they'll want to get off and rolling and, yeah. and, and be making it a, a proper race uh, early on. So uh, tactics will be interesting and see how Western Empire settles, which mm. will probably be the most important part of the race for um, for Bobby Peters. Probably everything. It's probably everything right there. It is there. probably yeah. exactly right. Because um, And if he could get cover as well. Like mm. cover with uh, Cerise and White is just lengths. Yeah. Absolutely lengths. We saw it. Uh, Sprightly star. We saw it yeah, um, yesterday as well with uh, the dollar sixty pop in race two. Almost got rolled. Well, uh, that shouldn't. Have, in all fairness, that was a very poor race. And then just want to just a little no. Well, I gave Ryan a little bit of a rev up before with uh, last line how he handles that. I was on playing up for the place that race. Yeah. You're on barrier seven. You know what to track where you want to be sort of wider coming into the race. Getting the rails run in a small field like that. You've it was a top three finish. Yeah, you're kidding. Like you've got to be like looking to run into the race. So they walked and yeah, anyway, I found it difficult yesterday um, with the lack of understanding of how that track was going to play. Anyway, I don't want to carry on and whinge. That's not <laughs> something. That's not something I would do. That's not something I would do. But uh, anyway, moving on. We yeah, we pumped up Boy Hill and now uh, yeah, I'm just I'm giving him. I'm giving him uh, yeah. drive by on the way I can, through. I can give and I can take. <laughs> No wonder they don't like me. Race six is the Crown Perth Handicap, another 1,800-metre. This is the second division of the 1,800-metre graduation handicap. Smart horse on the ride, real uh, freewheeling front runner in the form of Tambora, beautifully placed by Darren McAuliffe with the three-old allowance that it gets in this race. This looks set up so sweetly for Tambora, fourth start in the race. Looks like it's going to come to town and win. Yeah, how good's the allowance? It's, yep. um, it's incredible, three kilos. Uh, so instead of carrying the 58, it's just the 55. Maps uh, absolutely soft as, uh, yep. soft as butter. Goes to the top. The only race that Tambor lost, only had three outings, but the race uh, he lost, Pikey led, and it's um, That's a, slow. a few slow. of ours. He absolutely wandered. Allowed Laferola to measure up, and Laferola's proven to be a very good conveyance. So Tambora leads, wins. Wild Galar's on the back of Tambora. Who do you guys have breezing? Maybe an interstate coming across or a- I thought they might go forward on Sunset Cruise. Yeah, Sunset Cruise. I know that Sunset Cruise is on a derby prep, so whether they have bigger fish to fry burn, in that burn a, sense. Burn a run to teach or something. Yeah, yeah, in fact, they're drawn directly outside of Tambora. Um, yeah, that's that's a definite possibility as well. So, look, I, I just think Tambora goes to the top, um, runs and rolls and wins, and if we can get even money, yeah. we, we hop in. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. So. Yeah, I was flat even money. Tommy? Yeah, I had it 210. Mm. To be honest, I don't think anything breezes. I think it actually sits on its own out in front and <laughs> goes at its own pace. I don't think it'll walk it because that's not how it's best run. I mm-hmm. think Chris is smart enough to realize that. Um, as for the rest, I mean, I've got Eurasia second pick by two lengths behind it and then two lengths to third. Yeah. So I'm quite confident in a declaration of Tambora. Oh, um, he's I, out in the balcony calling the team. Bring him in. Yeah, <laughs> bring him in. Uh, I'm happy to say it won't be beaten. 
All right, so we can look to we can look around Tambora. Then yeah. here, so no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was hoping for uh, there was some two twenty this morning. I'd yeah. love to get a full stake on it. Two twenty, two thirty, two forty. Um, the only the only thing is Chrissy Parnham, which he doesn't really do. Is this isn't a stack and rack job? For no, they know that. Yeah, we'll have a look first up, uh, freshened up off what was it, 30, 40 days? Yeah, yeah about thirty odd days. They've gone six, seven lengths quicker than Benchmark. Mitch was still confident, sixty yeah. kilos, fourteen hundred. Jeez, kicked as he well. Wrote it like a, kicked, he wrote it like a good Can horse, only yeah. derive benefit from that. Yeah. So. Yeah, look, I'm uh, struggling to we're struggling to find some Saturday winners at the moment. But geez, if uh, if we can't get Tambora with the allowance, with the map, uh, with the potential, with the upside, with the at job. even money, then I tell you what, it uh, it might be time to to give her up, hang up, hang up the <laughs> binoculars. Uh, so yeah, this looks like a really progressive horse for impressive racing. Tambora um, doesn't get a better setup than this to win a win a Saturday race on on the way through. Um, just as has been alluded to, jumps. Finds the rail in front, rolls them along, and uh, good luck beating them. So just just to clarify the allowance that we're referring to. So if you're a three-year-old and you race against the older horses on a prime Saturday, you know, basically in an 1,800-meter race, you'll get th- three kilos off your handicap. So under normal circumstances, with Tambora's rating of 67, he would get uh, 58 kilos in this particular race. So uh, as a three-year-old, up over the 1800 meters to incentivize three-year-olds um, starting in these middle distance races. They have a three kilo allowance at this time of year, which um, just makes Tambor almost immoral on Saturday. You only get it once, don't you? Or is it every start? Um, so- I always thought it was once, because a horse like, um, who was the he, he will, he will go up. He'll go up two kilos off, off this next start. Oh, okay. Yeah, if he wins. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't change, you won't get five kilos if he wins this for next start. No. Ah. Yeah, I think it does shift. Hang on, I sent Terry a photo of it. Yes, that I think it does shift. Penny distance as, as, as the season progresses as yep. well. Yeah, season Be- progresses and uh, and distance because they're, they're as closer they get to four, the more stronger and more mature they're supposed to be. So just just to just to highlight, so it's three kilos in Feb, three kilos in March, two and a half April, two and a half May, two in June, and two in July. So it tapers off towards the um to, towards the August first. So just another little side bit of. Um, interesting handicapping, interesting for the weight players as well, and, and Tambora just looks a, a weight certainty, just about. As, as Terry said, I don't think I, want, I don't think uh, Shawnee McGrady will be doing the mid race move again with Eurasia. I I think he's 1800 meters is his like his stretch. So I think Eurasia is going to win his share of races. He just just he's got to just needs to be ridden in that economical frame, and he'll be he'll be running on. He's probably clear second leg for most people, but it does look like Tambora leading all the way, which could be a race to race double. Actually, it could be a treble for impressive racing on the day. Yeah, well, Hyperspace wins earlier mm-hmm. in the day, but Salaya, Star Philly Salaya for yes. our man Pistol Pete Antonitz. She is the clear, clear cut. Oh, and Dex involved as well. Um, Big deck in the uh, Salaya. She is the. Main attraction and the uh, public elect in the Schweppes Ascot, one thousand guineas listed over eighteen hundred meters. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's it's Deccan and Pete versus Bob here, basically, isn't it? Real heavy hitters um, all around. Geez, we've already gone for an absolute uh, mountain of time. Just looking at the little. Uh, this is a new record for us, mm-hmm. I reckon, just a bit. So I won't go into them too deeply, but uh, I reckon that the five runners of Bob's um, probably take away a real passion. The other four, you could just about throw a blanket over them. You can find little positives with each and every one. To be honest, I, I don't know how Crip has got Kira this ride, but I thought pure devotion wasn't far from with the map and with the the barrier. It wasn't far from the pick of these. So, so pre, pre-market, what was your rankings? 
Well, I, I thought Pure Devotion pre-market or pre-barrier draw? Of those five, I actually did Well, pre-jockeys. I did my Oaks market and I had, um, I had Testing Love, Sprightly Star and Pure Devotion, basically very hard to split up at the top. Uh, but in saying that, um, yeah, there was very, very little in it and I would have They're taken it They're all so similar, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think Soleil goes to the top leads and wins. The other ones have just got so much improvement required. And what we saw from Soleil last start with a nothing map. I mean, it was really interesting talking to Simon Miller earlier. He's expecting one of Bob's maybe to go forward and put some pressure on Soleil to assist the others. Um, that, that That isn't a team tactic type thing. That's just if you've got five runners, why would you send them all out with the exact same tactics, you know? That's, um, well, especially, I, especially if... Like one of his might be good enough and strong enough to sit outside and let Salaya and give it a give it a right. Who knows? Exactly, exactly right. I don't, I don't know which of the ones it'll be. Sprightly Star went to the breeze last start. It's it's going to be the worst. It's going to be like a pure devotion or a uh, fashion queen. And that, the thing with the pure devotion, it's the one that's drawn well enough to land one one yeah. and not have to go forward. So you'd think it'd be testing love or Sprightly Star from the barriers, but who knows? We'll find out on the day. It's a map you don't want to go too deep into. Salaya should be leading. Salaya should be winning. Um, really interested to see what Betfair does. I'm not afraid to play a little bit um, a little bit wider here and looking at a horse like Pure Devotion. If it does, if people go, hang on, Kayul, that might be Bob's fifth. That gets out the 25 bucks. There you go, bang, that's me each way. I'm really, really open what I'm willing to do with this race. Um, Chicklet was huge. Should derive a lot of benefit from that first up run. I know the Pierce's got a big opinion of her. Um, and obviously we, we heard Simon speak about Brave Angel. They're going to look for her to settle a bit better and, and run on well, but uh, we'll learn a lot from this race. I, I don't think you can really look at this as a serious betting proposition unless you know something that we don't. Yeah, I mean, I had it quite clearly that Soleil was the one to beat. I mean, if you had a question mark over the 1800, and there still is a slight one, but it's run the quickest last four and two of the meeting. Last start over, the, was it 1500 or 16? One of the two. Uh, 15. 15. 15. Either way, it profiles like 18 should suit it still. But it's not going to be an 18 anyway, really, is it? Like tempo-wise? Not really. You go forward, I think. Yeah. I had Chicklet 1-1 one, one mm-hmm. as well. I think they'll oh, they definitely look to be more positive here. Um, they went forward in the 1,000 guineas, I think it is, or whatever it was, um, in the spring. And I think that'll be their best chance at running a race here. And then as for the rest of the brigade um, with Grant and Alana's bunch, I've had about a length between a lot of them, uh, excluding Testing Love. Um, which I think actually goes forward, I believe. Okay. Oh, no, Fashion Queen, sorry. I had, that'll be the one, yep. I think Fashion, Clean's, Fashion Queen is the one that tries to hold the inside of Slayer and keep it in the breeze, mm-hmm. which um, means that Slayer will have to work a bit harder, but nonetheless, I think it runs the 18 and wins this. Um, but Chicklet, a great chance in for second place, I thought. I like that. I'm not as big with the whole one will go forward of Bob's because I think, look, this is a $100,000 race. I think Bob's looking big picture. He's, he's, teach, he's teaches all, yeah, part, of, all part of the um, learning process. I'm not as big on the theory that Bob will definitely send one forward. If it was, but, a, um, if it was a big race, for sure. Yeah. But, it's yeah, you're right. He'll, he'll want to win it, no doubt, because black tops, everything for a breeding operation. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, do you want to cook a – Testing love by letting it by letting it sit outside Soleil when you've got Oaks and Derby around the corner. Speaking of Oaks and Derby, one thing I will say to those of you who have the ability and have the right betting accounts, um, which we don't unfortunately, is to be oh, have your trigger on the button, my finger on the trigger. What am I trying to say? Finger on the button, finger on the trigger. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You, 
get the drift. Um, if one of Bob's come out or if anything for that matter comes out and um, blouses them or runs an absolute eye catcher, don't be afraid to take the early price Oaks and Derby. That might be your best bet here is to snaffle some earlies quickly. Um, if one of Bob's five shows really stamps herself as the um, as the pick of the bunch, there could be some uh, some futures available. Those usually last two or three minutes until the market switch. So be ready. Also, just on the Chris Parnham booking on Sprightly Star, my read on that is it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the best winning chance in the Ascot Guineas. No. My read on it is this is the horse they think that's going to win the Oaks. Yeah. Is that... Do you remember when Regal Power, Pike was Regal Power the whole way through, yeah. even though it didn't look like the pick of the bunch or yeah. it was the one we were questioning why is that? So that, they see things at home. They yeah. know what's going on at home. Yeah. Um, and she's the one with the real – like she's out of Star Encounter, I think, so she's the one with the real um, pedigree. It's funny, pure devotions, Bob, so you think, so the one you think getting yeah. up to the 1800 will really suit and going forward. So, yeah, good stuff. I it like is it. Good stuff. It, it. It's a real good viewing race. And as I said, I'll be – I could honestly back six different horses here. Mm. I'm, I'm happy to back a Betfair drifter or um, hope for a miracle that a couple of bobs have plunged and we see three bucks to lay or something, which yeah. I don't think I'll yeah. Yeah. But, um, I'm just hoping for a miracle. Yeah, I was um, pretty short. Salaya um, – I think I got it was two twenty actually. So like, what's she now? Two. It was a bit of two twenty, two fifteen around. I thought testing love will be the first of the Cerise and White home sprightly star. Um, the first of the other non Cerise and White runners home for me will be Simon A. Miller's Brave Angel. I reckon she's going to be running on, working home into the finish nicely. So all right, I like it. Well, Salaya, 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 and we're all going to get the four bucks late. <laughs> <laughs> Up and about. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Race number eight, the Autumn Ascot Racing Carnival is coming. Handicap. It is um, coming. Oh, I should mention a couple of bets. 80 places for Riley.Morgan. Chicklet. Oh. Chicklet from the 1-1 one, one where Tommy's got uh, – he must be looking at your speed maps here. Uh-huh. Jesus, come on, Dot, do your own form. Um, <laughs> and in the previous race, Latham's taking on Tambora. 50 wins Eurasia. So he's taking on the youngster, expecting Shawnee McGrady to be a bit more patient and uh, maybe get the final crack. So Latham, race six, 50 wins Eurasia. Riley, race seven, 80 places. Chicklet for the Pierces. It's a funny old day, isn't it? The, oh. most, of the, most of the day there's probably one or two winning chances in um, uh, the races, first seven of the day really, and then you run into the last two and things get, get a little bit skewy from there. I feel a bit sorry for Tommy having to do this, mate. Gee yeah. whiz, this is a uh, – it's a Barry Crocker. We might have to throw Tommy on the bus to take the lead in race oh, eight of the day. This And nine. And <laughs> we might just go home now, I reckon. That might be him done. Tommy, will your na- namesake, Tommy Blue, did you land on Tommy Blue? Oh, Tommy. So, Simon A was, was uh, a little bit – Confident? Tell you what, you've made a few Tommy Blues in your first four rounds of the uh, <laughs> future, maybe, I reckon. <laughs> um, uh, well, funnily enough, you've put me on the race that I spent an hour and 20 minutes on and couldn't land a speed map outside the first four. Very good. So that's always nice. Yeah, well, tell me However, about the first four. Tommy Blue, I think, yep. by default, leads this. Oh, um, did say that. Yeah. I think Sweet Dreaming will be the one that comes across and breezes. Agree. Um, and then I think a horse like London Miss – once again, finds the perfect spot in the one-one. Yep. I had I don't know what Simon said about Amelia's Contraire, but I thought I had a little asterisk that I think it's time to go forward, but I don't think this is the race to go no, forward. He's, he's okay. gonna, yeah, they're going to go back. Fair enough. Um, the horses that I landed in my top two were Beret and Rumbreaker, but they're just not suited by this map. I can't see them going overly quick here, although the pattern by now should probably suit them. Anyone to be coming off speed. 
but I just don't know where they land. Runbreaker could be three wide. It could be in a three wide line with cover. Who was your one-one by the way? So you got my one-one was London missing in the one-one. Oh, okay, yep. Sorry. Um, yep. And then who did I have kicking up? I think a horse like Petite Lafemme will kick up. Mm. Funnily enough, I think they will try and go. Did Petite Lafemme win its maiden last up? Is that why it's here? Or I don't the. Why would they have gone to the surely you get yeah, a mile, why, why the mile made? Why I know he probably doesn't get the mile, but gee Surely head to head with the slug, they would have, they would have uh, taken <laughs> their chances. But like you're winding me up, Chrysalis, sending him here. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very odd placement, very odd placement. Like you're getting three kilos off horses that are, I'm going to say, a conservative 12 lengths better. Yeah, um, so, but for me, I landed on London Miss as the one I wanted to be on. Six bucks is a little bit thin, but I think you might see around seven fifty eight late. Um, I think they come for Tommy Blue. I'm happy to take yeah, it on because I don't rate the horse that highly. Um, and for the rest of them, I didn't have any real firm opinion. I thought Chatter Session can go better here. I think it, I think that'll be close enough. Maybe two off them, three off them. Um, a horse like Sweet Strawberry, I've given up on. Horse like I mean, it's contrary. I've quite sweet strawberry. Tell me, I wanted your opinion because you backed that for this competition last yeah. week or the week before. So sweet strawberry was huge with Pikey on chasing down uh, Universal Pleasure. Universal Pleasure. Didn't get there. Yep. Uh, then went to Pinjara. I thought it was huge right, between runners. Not many horses made good ground between runners. Um, Born to try was one that did. We've seen it come out and win. And sweet strawberry, very eye catching. When Troy Turner pulled to the outside last time, you would have thought, here we go. Like this is all over. Like, Why well, a ten out of ten yeah. ride? I thought he's pulled it out. You would have just, I reckon you would have flicked the telly off. And well, I had double the me. pro and Sweet Strawberry in that race. Mm-hmm. And double the pro took about 30 metres to get out. And he looked like he was travelling. I, I thought, oh, it too close. I've got this. Yeah, so do I, actually. But oh, yeah, that's peeled out. I thought, oh, we're on here. And then I've seen Sweet Strawberry and it's coming. I thought, jeez, I run the Quinella here. Pays anything. <laughs> and they've both done nothing, which was always good. Mm. But nonetheless, like a horse like Sweet Strawberry, I could give another chance. But I it like gets C- a I like weight. CJP on. I so do I, but I get to like. I thought Troy London Miss gets a weight. Troy wrote it a peach. He did. He did. Absolutely. I just just like on my sit and sprints. I'm a really big fan of CJP. Sorry, London Miss gets a weight swing on. Yeah, Swiss good Robert. good use of the claim by Brucey Watkins again. It could have stuck with Lucy, um, but he's gone back to Carleen, who has ridden um, her at her previous four, and you can understand that. Um, I. I you could have understood sticking with Lucy as well. But, um, yeah, the three kilos with Carleen is it's a pretty big claim, isn't it? It's good. Yeah, she suits the Especially horse. As yeah. it's a real, it looks a really easy ride as well. I mean, yeah. at worst, if Sweet Dream doesn't well, have the early speed, you might land in the breeze, and that's not the end of the and, world. But there's absolutely no speed underneath either. Mm. So she's going to be able to – Carleen's going to be able to sort of waltz across and just put her basically where, where she wants on London Miss. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be a massive winning chance again. I'll tell you what, Chris Parnham could be – could be like six winners on the day. He's got a terrific book. And Tommy Blue deserves to be favourite. I reckon it stands out like a beacon as the class horse mm-hmm. in this race. And 1,400. And that's the only query. And the map. But it's just going to – its breeze run the other day was really was really good, I thought. Like it just got – like a boyish. Yeah. Boyish blew it up. Boyish blew up Tommy Blue and just left it vulnerable late. Um, won't that this won't be as high pressure? So you can I can understand why people are finding Tommy Blue because this is probably the easiest race it's to lined up in recently. Uh, look, it's probably going to win Tommy Blue, and London Miss is probably going to be really hard to beat as well. But I think it's a beret kind of day on Saturday, and. Um, the uh, Mitchie Pateman, Beret, Adam Durant. I thought her 
Pinjaro run in the lat. That's funny as race. Did it catch your eye? Oof, what a run! It was it was equal to perhaps beat the bro. It was a uh, beat the bro was God. ten times. Oh, it was a play- ten <laughs> times the run. Beat the bro deep no on a on a hot tempo doing all the work. In all fairness, that's probably how beat the bro does his best work. Not on the rail, by the way. Have I ever mentioned that? Yeah. <laughs> Not on the run. <laughs> he did wind up a long way from home, which well, I thought wasn't that, contributed. Wasn't that vastly inferior to beat the bro anyway? So that was should've a run. Won, should have probably won the previous start too. Beret. Yep. Beret, I just feel as though this is this is the good setup. Three wide, line, cover, peeling, going to uh, launch late. I think Beret with Mitchie Pateman's, what does he have, those chicken wing arms? Chicken wings. Yeah. And uh, get them flapping and he will get Beret over the line in the last couple of bounds. Tough race. Just two question marks on yeah. that one. So for me with Tommy Blue, I don't know, I'm sure there a lot of people would feel the same, but a concern over how like how much it wants to win, it seems to find. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit gutless. It might be a bit oh, harsh. Gutless. Just a little bit gutless. It's dropping gutless. And and I, talentless. I'm gutless. Not, I'm not a big fan of horses that just don't like finding the post his last 50. Especially here over 14. Oh, that was a question mark again mm-hmm. over 14. The pressure is going to be key for Tommy. Yeah. yeah. How, how fast they go. How she can absorb. If, if she gets it soft in front rolls or long inside pads playing well, like, I can see why she's going to give a good kick. Um, don't know if she's gutless. I don't know if she's gutless. I think she's run some pretty tough races in the past. I don't think she's come back necessarily as good as the days where she was fighting Eclipse of Comforts and then and those type of horses. But I think this might be one of those horses that Simon was referring to in our chat before about um, that have been impacted by the changes he's made in his training regime. So. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, she might have a few little issues behind the scenes, which is impacting her ability to be really strong late. The, as Terry said, the key for me with Tommy Blue in this race is the pressure. Got blew up um, outside leader on a hot speed the other day. Comes back two, three, four lengths off that. Controls Chrissy Parnham. What about that ride on? Uh, what was that horse last week? Bruce Almighty stack rack kick pinched it like Tommy Blues. Nothing's going to put any pressure on this horse. He's going to be able to control yeah, proceedings yeah. again, and then it, it only has to need to kick for a couple hundred meters and just fend him off late. It's going to be hard to beat. But I just feel as though this is the how we price the race. I was. Tommy Blue four fifty, Beret London is seven dollars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close to the current market. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at a late price. Um, I think with the map, it's very interesting. You got so many horses out of the sixteen who can um, who are going to go back. Feline Machine, uh, Fire Sale, Rum Raker, Beret, Baby Blue, Sweet Strawberry, Amelia's Contrary, Yulong Earth, Watch Me Nene, uh, Neat Action, all go back. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got horses that are pff, nowhere near it. So I think they can be aggressive on um, on Chatter Session here and land in the one one just yeah. about or somewhere yeah. very close to them. Uh, really good fourteen hundred meter horse thought. Uh, I thought Chatter Session hit the line. Um, she hit the line really nicely at, at Pinjara. Brad knew the race was over a long way out. Got way further back than they were, they were probably hoping to. The yard's flying. Um, I, Fifteen dollars at the moment. I suspect we're going to see bigger on the day, but I, I'm going to I'm going to be on Chatter Session each way. I'd say just just because I, I think she'll be the one that um, represents the value being ridden closer to she the was, speed. She was next in line for me. Eleven dollars Chatter Session. Yep. Eleven ninety for me. Oh, there you go. What price Maybe. do you think it starts on Betfair? Well, I don't know. I, I've got her eleven bucks as well. Um, I just I just thought that it would be missed last start a little bit, um, but her record at the fourteen hundred will probably be noticed. So she made that. There's no obvious standout in this race. It depends what type of money comes from Tommy Blue, what type of money comes from Beret, and that'll determine the rest of the market. I'd suggest so. Uh, fifteen dollars is it's probably pretty close to what she starts. I came here today. You did thinking <laughs> that Terry was going to throw out a year long Earth type <laughs> setup. No, no, not said that. No, grow up, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I just sort of sort of had that kind of uh, no. like, well, well, I'll tell you what, the, the way that this card is uh, unfolding for me, it's, yeah, yeah it, it, we, I might be that desperate by that stage of proceedings, but no, um, no, it, it's, you're long as super talented, but no, like, it's not going to get me. Okay. Uh, chatter session each way, but uh, yeah, Tommy Blue will be hard to run down and um, I can see London Miss getting the right run, as um, Tommy has said as well. So yeah. uh, any bets this race for the lads? No bets this race for the lads. Hold on, Terry. Okay, race number nine, which is also known as, what's this known as, Tommy? The Get Out Stakes ST. I even wrote it down. I wrote it down. Oh, dear, um, man. He's very uh, good. Had a bit of a nightmare there. Did you say like that? The A and the E combined as a letter? A. Yeah. Well, it's stakes. It's A. Oh, dearie, mate. Tell me I like it. Anyway, BJ, who's this uh, brought to us by? Thanks for asking, Terry. Mm. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find them at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show around second with Featherweight last uh, mm. last Saturday. Not a bad run. Very heavily supported. That must have been some of uh, Tim, ter- uh, Timmy's cashola on the line there. But uh, Timmy Hewitt, terrific man. Swing pass. Say good day. He'll take care of you. That is for sure and certain. Congratulations to our episode sixty-four jackpot winner, Sean Hamilton. He's uh, he claimed the hundred dollar. $100 worth of uh, gourmet group one steak from Market City Meats. He was a very happy customer and he put a uh, put something up on Twitter for us as well, which we always enjoy. Do so enjoy that. I was getting a bit of steak envy too, actually, just mm, looking at, at all that uh, goodness. So congratulations, Sean. And he actually got the um, the What About Moses 1.7 length margin. Bang on. Did he? Yes. Point one, did he actually put the two decimals? Yep. Oh, that's, that's good See, stuff. that's what won him the race. See, a lot that's... of people don't understand the the, the, the importance of that. Yeah, that's second good stuff. Decimal. Yeah, so, the yeah. Second decimal. Well, I always say it's all about the second decimal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like profile. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. Right on, Sean. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, send us a tweet at the 1-1 one, one pod. Who you think will win? Two decimal places preferred with your decimal margin there. And... Uh, Tommy, remembering the Sam White rule. First past the post. <laughs> Thanks, Riley Morgan. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that is oh, good. I was hoping you said that. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I reckon, due to the fact <laughs> you've still got $50 in your betting bank, unless I've missed something here. No, I'm actually, I have stuffed it though because it is 80 because I thought Platinum Bullet would be eight. And despite thinking it starts eight, I'm not going to have 50 on it. Okay. Oh, 20 on something else. Oh, right. In, in this race? In this race. In this race. Okay. So, oh, so it was 80 on phone me, was it? 80 on phone uh, me. Okay, Sorry. 80. So we'll just update that. That's all right. 80 wins on phone me. So seeing as you uh, are going to have a, an investment in this race, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, lay, a uh, very us, open get out uh, S-T-A-K-S. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> this <laughs> I think will be an absolute charge of the light brigade out in front. I think Dennis Cooper's too will be looking to find the front. I don't think Klondike Kenny will, but I think he may have learnt that Cramden can only run a race when it finds the front. Mm. So I think that will do its best efforts to hold out time to sizzle. Whether or not it does is another question, but I don't think it matters because that will go so fast. Nonetheless, there'll be speed on. Mood swing should land in the 1-1 behind them, and I think a horse like uh, Santiago Gal will look to go forward but won't get in. I have that in the three-wide line, unless, of course, they stretch out and it can slot in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not a chance anyway, so irrelevant once again. Ooh, Behind look, them, River Bow, um, does he turn up? Big question mark. Right? 
He will I thought his trial was different. He will loom. Yeah, maybe. Trials he didn't even loom first time. time. Last prep as well, though. Yeah. But this, this was the thing is that the more I looked at it, the more I thought he responded to light riding. The other times he needed a bit of work, mm. which makes me think he is a bit more wound up. Okay. Nonetheless, not like on that. board. So, mm. But I do give him a real chance. Then I have Platinum Bullet setting a little bit closer from seven. Doesn't have to go back so far this time. Like we're not true horribly. Um, and despite it not being a thousand meter horse, um, this will be run to suit a horse like it that runs 11, 1200 meters strong. So I give that a massive chance and funnily enough is my top pick, but not my selection for the race. I've landed on two here and I'll be okay. having 10 on both. Okay. Pearls and prawns. Oh dear. Right, it's great. Thank oh you very much somebody, for your kind donation. <laughs> somebody checked on Tommy's temperature. <laughs> I have it landing in a horrible spot. Right, that's, that's where you want. Absolutely, to be. three yeah. back defence, but they'll stretch out. Right, uh, I think they'll start to fan a bit early because they start to bunch, and I think a run comes for it. Right, I think it's going a better than it looks on paper. I'll agree with you that it's going far better than it looks. I've actually been waiting for it to find a race. We'll talk about this before we went to air. Some horses, you just look for, you're waiting for a race where they can um, lead or get a soft lead after just having so many races with speed. Anyway, continue, Tommy. I'll just cut you off. That's all good. Nonetheless, I tend to agree. But I think here, it is some hope. I've got it well above what it will start. I've got mm -hmm. it around the 1650 mark. Okay. It will start, I will say, close to triple that. Um, I reckon you'll get triple figures on yeah, the exchange. Yeah. And I'll have a very you'll, small you'll investment. I reckon you'll win the competition if it wins. In a canter. I reckon it's all over. Yeah, so I'm not winning Red the competition. Rover. That is fine. Uh, another horse that will be very far back and just hoping that by this stage of the day, they are well and truly coming down the outside, and that is Hoboken. Mm. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Stevie Parnham going on at all, right? but nonetheless, I thought it was very good last start. Um, and if it posts a similar rating than what I thought it should have last start, it will be very, very, very competitive in this. Question marks of how far back, though. Mm, wow. Hoboken and Pearls and Prawns there, Tommy. I think, yeah, I hope Foam Me runs a good race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, definitely asking some questions. I like it, though. I love when we get a bit of value thrown out, and they're both going to, they'll both trade at some uh, some nice prices. Just on Steve Parnham's return, he's riding um, super since he's come back in the saddle. Only had the two. Last week, he had Holy Ghost, and who down, came from last, down and Downforce. I thought both were uh, cracking rides. And uh, I often, it's often when jockeys come back from injury, it's interesting to see how horses go for them early on. And it looks like uh, Steve has a nice feel, a nice set of hands early on with his horses. So I don't think his set of hands are going to be good enough to get her broken <laughs> up, unfortunately, Tommy. But uh, it's good to see Stevie back and um, riding well. Speed map-wise, interesting. Time to sizzle is just quicker than these. Yeah, Proving it. Proving it. And I reckon this map, I haven't been on time to sizzle all prep, and I, I hate getting on a sprinter. Fourth up, fourth up. But I reckon time to sizzle gets in front. I reckon you've then got Dennis's two runners in Klondike, Kenny and Crammed, and you've got mood swings probably on the back of one of them. It's a different map for mood swings here, and you're getting a couple of kilos off. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a big opportunity for time to sizzle. Just look at the very obvious here. Use those two horses as roadblocks. Give a kick, two kilos on mood swings. Try and, a less try and stay straight. Yeah, and, and Marty's very big on um, – he knows what went wrong. He thinks last start with laying off, so he's confident that won't occur again. You, you rectify that. You change those few things, and sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel over a 1,000 metres, do you? I just think it was – just an economy thing, like an efficiency thing. Just burnt too much fuel between the eight and the four. Once she was already across. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the, the there was such a huge um, expenditure between that part of the race. You only had to need to come back a length or or two, mm -hmm. and it wins. Yep. So, just a bit more control. Like, geez, it's a fast, fast horse. Just a bit more control, which is we're asking a lot of, uh, you know. 
Trickular press, maybe Derek. Um, but it's just a bit more. It's only a little mare as yeah. well. So going up in grade and down in weight, even though it's not that far up in grade. I mean, realistically, who are the extra horses you're running into here that you didn't face last start? There, there aren't any. Um, there's no. There's no. Molten's Moulton, trial was yeah. very hard to miss, but you you got to. It's hard to trust a horse off. Um, Once trial by ten lengths last um, time in. So yes, that's, exactly that's right. Feels, feels like it's got some some niggles. Not Molten, doesn't it? And uh, very sparingly raced and. Doesn't have long preps, so I suppose if it's going to run a race, it's going to race run a race first up. Yeah, but, exactly. Right. But um, yeah. So time yeah. to sizzle. I'm just going to keep it simple. Well, my two, I wanted to back out. The two I really wanted to focus on were Platinum Bullet with Tommy, but it's come up way under my odds. If it gets out to seven eight bucks, I'll be on that too. That's yeah. why. Um and um, but yeah, time to sizzle. I've marked favourites. Um, I think sometimes we try and especially me in particular over the thousand twelve hundred meters. I try to I try to do too much with maps and this and that. And look, if we can just use. Dennis's two as roadblocks. Nice weight swing down the weights, um, holds the rail. You know you're going to get a horse at five. Was that six bucks at the moment? Is going to give a nice kick out in front. So, um, time to sizzle for me. But I also would love to be on Platinum Bullet if we can get uh, six fifty plus, which I don't think is impossible. I marked Plutocracy, Platinum Bullet, Time to Sizzle, and Mood Swings all equal. Oh, I'll try. Uh, five fifty across yep. the board. So I, um, I think this is a nice race for Plutocracy. Um, just got sort of bottled up a little bit with Carleen Heffalon in running at a cruci- crucial that. stage. A 10 out of 10. I thought that was a 10 out of 10. There was a moment, Carlin. there was a moment, uh, probably about between the six, six and the five, where she just got pratted a touch mm-hmm. and then got carted off by um, Tom Sizzle in the straight. And it was just, I just like the way he just kept coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better horse, uh, drawn sort of high to mid. So gate eight is a good one. Plutocracy's bet has terrific form. Uh, Mervyn, um, Red Cam Man, he's uh, he's got some. Uh, I think even Laverod as well. So his best form, and he's a he's a real thousand meter horse. Thousand meter horses for thousand meter races. Plutocracy, I think he's going to be kept out of trouble. The tempo is he's a strong horse. I think the tempo is going to suit, and I reckon he might be the horse who can potentially gun down time to sizzle late with Platinum Bullet flashing. So, plutocracy each way in the last for me. Mm. All right. So, Tommy, a couple of roughies, and if we can get a late price platinum bullet for you? Uh, yes, All essentially. Right. And uh, time to sizzle for me. And look, the way that this market could shape, the six bucks might not be best you see time to sizzle either. They got out to uh, upwards of uh, $10 on the exchange late last start. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to try and um, keep it pretty simple and not uh, go too deep. But, geez, tough old finish today. Good luck to this week. So, well, well done, I should say, to whoever wins this week's stakes, especially if you've tipped uh, Hoboken or Pearls and Prawns. <laughs> <laughs> right, gents, it is time for our Betfair Best betting proposition of the day. Our guest, Tommy Johnson. What have you got? Tommy. Best bet of the day is Tambora. Just maps well, weighted well, jockey well, distance well, just wins. Tommy, I'm with him. Tambora, just need some bat on ball, BJ. Even, <laughs> even money or above, late on the exchange. Currently $1.90 odd. Just give us some 2 bucks, 2.20, 2.30 on the exchange and uh, that'll do me for the exact same reasons as Tommy outlined. I'm still punching that uh, multi-rider onto the trigger train. All aboard. Fangio. Fangio. You're going to put your fangs into that one, are yeah. you? Yeah. Mm. I'm going to just get stuck right in. Fangio is my uh, Betfair best betting proposition like of the day. It's $3 best available at the moment. That's uh, honestly, who knows what that would do in the market. Yeah. That could start 2 30. That yeah. could, because it's the visitor, it could start six bucks. Yeah. So I'm yeah. so intrigued with that race does. So I, I marked 
Bangyo a lot shorter than that. So that is my mm-hmm. over, well sig- significant overload for my on top selections. So Fangio on top is my Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Maddie, Tommy, you're aware of what our Maddie category is and do yes, you have one yes, that yes. falls into it? Um, well, I couldn't find a whole lot of value today, so we'll go to the last. And let's say Hoboken is a better chance than Pearls of the Prawns and make it my Maddie if there is such thing as a better chance. Oh, Hoboken. Gee whiz. Uh, chat session for me, only 16 bucks at the moment. I reckon it trades 20, surely. Uh, if I threw one out above 20 to one, it would purely just be picking one for the sake of picking one. So it's $16 a horse that I will actually be investing on, I'd suggest. Um, chat session, more aggressive right, landing just behind the two speed horses underneath him and um, her, and I think she can run a race. My Maddie for the day, not quite $21. It's $20 best available mm-hmm. in the last. A horse that Tommy just absolutely dispelled, banished, Santiago Gal. Yeah, he did banish her. Um, a huge run uh, behind um, Mood Swings the other yeah. day. So it comes through the same race as Mood Swings, um, Plutocracy, um, Tom Sizzle ran second as, at 101. When Justine Erkeland Stable gets in form, they have, she has these runs, these purple patches. So no surprise for me to see. Santiago Gal uh, run a race. Funny course. if she does, because Tommy had her getting caught deep. Last time she got caught deep, um, I remember I marked her about four bucks. Maddie was on, and yeah, she, went up, rail at she, she went up about ten bucks. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, this is you know, this is big, big overs for me." So I absolutely guts the ten bucks. She's traded, and this is this does not happen, right? This honestly does not happen. She's traded twenty five dollars on the exchange and won like winks after never being on the track. So that's one of those wins. You're happy you won, but you're going, "Geez, if I if I had that bet at twenty five dollars, I'm you know, I could buy off the suburbs." So, but so uh, yeah, Santiago girl is a um, yeah, she's uh, capable. Mm. Very careful. That's my Manny. Uh, lays, lays, lays of the day. Tommy, what are we taking on? Uh, unfortunately, BJ, you're wrong. Fangio is the lay oh, of the day. Oh, there we go. I like that. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, I like that. That's very good stuff. Uh, race two, Marachino's into something crazy now. Three ninety four bucks from the widest gate. Come on, that's a great price. Three seventy, three eighty. <laughs> yeah, I'll be lobbing up uh, probably five bucks on the exchange very shortly. And make sure you jump into my lays. I'd, uh, I went in for about a twenty or thirty tip uh, streak where none of them won, and then I got the debt to starve last week. So we're not going to lose faith. We're going to keep chucking them up. So um, it's um, the money's actually coming from Marachino, which is pushing the others out amazingly. So I better be better be careful what I chuck up there. But um, Marachino. So my lay of the day, I'm just I'm just not quite convinced about Queen Takes King at the moment. I think she's susceptible. Three twenty on uh, uh, on Saturday at the moment. The way that the market has uh, shaken out at this stage of proceedings, my lay of the day is Queen Takes King. I like that, BJ. All right, that brings us to the end of a very long preview. <laughs>